When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Wherever she goes, I go, we roll, we go. Flying over cities down to Rio. It's real love that I feel. Oh, nothing lasts forever, but I'm down for the minute, so just chill. Wherever she goes, I go, we roll, we go. Flying over cities down to Rio. It's real love that I feel. Oh, nothing lasts forever, but I'm down for the minute, so just chill. Nova City's down to Rio. It's real. I love that. I feel. Oh, good morning. Izzy Kempy for breakfast. S E N Z. We got Rick Dog in the house. You got Tony Kemp with the Zetu Tangata hoodie on. And you got Kiz looking to make a comeback in the front row in the kitchen. Look forward to hearing from you throughout the day, Kiz. boy. You're looking good on that, Warriors. Jersey, I must say. Are you day one, are you? You day one? Was up the was Uncle Kempy luckily got me this one, so uh, riffing it with pride today. I'm glad you're wearing that one and not a uh, heat jersey, uh, heat singlet, because you'll be shooting bricks like I've seen you shooting yesterday on our WhatsApp group. <laughs> <laughs> How long did it take you to shoot that basket, mate, and, and actually, actually lay that one in? How many takes? Four takes. Four takes. Oh, you didn't have to be that honest. You could have seen oh. one. Only one take. <laughs> oh, that's a few less than I thought it was going to be, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, love it. Good morning to you, lads. I hope you had a, um, a good day yesterday. It was a good day at home, actually. Busy day, but busy day laid up on the couch. Can't do much. Patient dad getting looked after by my beautiful wife. She's doing a great job. I'm trying to just lift and boost the morale mm. around the home because, you know, I'm laid up. With my knee up, and uh, she's just racing around like a headless chook, just doing everything. And I'm just having little, uh, just give me a little bit of advice here. Like subtle appreciation sayings, or, you know, just a little bit of appreciation any now, every now and then goes a long way, or is it quite, is it a bit of a dig? Bit of gratitude. I'm just trying to, 
yeah, a little gratitude, you know, trying to keep her happy and, and really appreciative for what she's doing because she's doing a lot, lads. Like a lot limp bait till I tell you about dinner last night. Oh, <laughs> it was so good. Have you thought about maybe getting like, you know, a framed picture of Daisy uh, and putting it up in the kitchen with employee of the month underneath it? Like, she might appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> that is so good. <laughs> with her... With an apron on. <laughs> well done. Well done. Keep oh, up the good you, work. You might, you might starve to death if you put that up, brother. Don't do that. Yeah, yeah. No, that one will be we'll that. Have you done that, Rick? Have you, you've done I, that, haven't I, you? I'm not that brave, bro. Let's be honest. I'm not that brave. It's all bluster. <laughs> I'm going to do something. I need to do something. She's doing a great job. But on dinner last night, I'm sitting there. And, I'm, you know, the, the, the three questions you asked throughout the day. What's for lunch? You know what's for breakfast? Uh, what's for dinner? And how are you, my darling? Kind of. I went. What's for dinner? And for some reason, I saw this packet of cornflakes on the bench, and I'm like, cornflakes? Haven't had cornflakes for years. What's for dinner? She goes, cornflakes. I said, oh, shut up. Don't be like that. And so she didn't tell me. She said, just wait. But you know my wife, she's a foodie. She's got a beautiful page that she's um, doing lots of food. Everyday Simple, if you want to have a look on Instagram, she makes some beautiful dishes. She made Fijawa and white chocolate uh, muffins the other day. I've only had one, Kempi. I've only had one. I thought you. I was, um, was going to say anything, but I thought you, I thought you were shredding. shredding. I am shredding. I am shredding. What, I only eat twice a day. Everyday Simple so that's, on it's about, it's about cooking. It's not about living with you. I just want to clear that up. <laughs> <laughs> a bit of both, Ricardo. A bit of both. I'm a simple man. I only need simple things. And a meat spider and a bit of veg with a bit of gravy goes a long oh way. But anyway, God. this food, this food, um, so what you've done, you know how you have katsu chicken with um, breadcrumbs and a nice, beautiful um, base on the outside. Well, she'd grind it, ground it up, all these cornflakes, and she made them into little bits of, like, breadcrumb, and then she's wrapped them in these chicken, and it's pr- pretty much like cornflake katsu chicken, and then she's put it along on top of rice, and she's had a little bit of a sauce over it, and then she's made broccoli on the side, and honestly, simple, but so effective. I've never ha- had anything like it. Cornflake based katsu chicken. <laughs> I like it. What? I've got a, I got a story. I got, I got to tell this chicken story. I don't know if I've told you this one before. And, you know, I'm sitting, I'm just, just to give you some context there, I'm sitting here going, mate, that's like, man, I wish, how do I get to live in, in that house? You know, like katsu chicken with cornflakes. Anyway, I'm talking to my good mate. This is, he's a, he's a Kiwi, and we're talking mm. about chicken. <laughs> mm. He's got to go to Christ College down in Hamilton. He gets taken away to boys, boys' school down in Hamilton, Christ College. Mm. So parents work really hard and get him away down there, you know, like out of Moirua. And he goes down to Christ, Christ College. I mean, what's something we're talking about food? And I'm going, oh, mate, I used to love coming home from playing you know, down in Wellington and the old man, old lady Sunday does a roast, you know, roast chicken. Yeah. 
And he goes, oh, mate, I'll tell you the story. He goes, you know, he's coming down, go to Christ College, go to Christ College and come home and, mate, get home and all the whanau's there and couple in the house and, mate, there's a smell of chicken coming out of the house. I'm going, wow, <laughs> what is it? It's just beautiful. <laughs> and the smell, I'm thinking, oh, they put this massive kai on for me and it's, a, and it's I'm, I'm like thinking, oh, no, like, what is it? They've gone over, over and above and he gets in and he goes to his mum, well, Mum, what have you done? And she goes, well, I'm just boiling up some chicken frames. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I've never heard of that. Like, I've, I've heard of backbones, like, snap of backbones. <laughs> he goes, bro, the smell was absolutely delicious until my mum told me it was chicken frames. She's boiling up some chicken frames. What were they doing, a chicken broth? Oh, well, I don't know, mate. By that stage, like, he's got the best stories. I was on my back. <laughs> this is going, I've never heard of that, brother. That was a, That's one of the best ever. But chicken... What chicken katsu with cornflake? What do you call that? Cornflake chips. Honestly, it's so good. Don't you don't mock it too. Try like cornflakes with a little bit of sugar. Oh, they're so good in the morning with a bit of milk and, and a bit of yogurt. But this is. I was like cornflakes. What are you doing? Like, and I was like, where'd you get this from? And she just got a little bit of inspiration from around the globe, and she tried it out, and it was so good. So I'm very lucky. Lads, I get to, yeah. get to try some, some good food. And the night before, just your devil sausages on mash. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Mate, this time of year, devil sausages on mash, getting colder at nights, that is perfect, eh? Just, just stoke the engine, mate. Stoke curry the engine. sausages. Mm, keep it yep. warm. Keep it warm. Yeah, Jay's whipped up a couple of curry sausages lately, and they're from my... From my uh, childhood curry sausages, mate, you can smell them when they're cooking, eh? You get like at home, mm. and uh, yeah, it brings back memories when you're eating those because that's all real. That's memory eating, you know. Yeah, <laughs> memory. Yeah, you. Well, your kids are going to have great memories of eating. Man, that's going to be really hard for when they grow up to keep up with that. Nah, nah. The thing is, Kempi, this is what I can't understand. They are fussy as anything, oh, mate. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> That's it just, annoys me. That's just kids, though, bro. My, my daughter's so the same. What, do you have to make two separate dinners? We had to, have to make we two had separate to for dinners? a while. Had to for a while. Now mm. she'll kind of eat closer. I mean, but she's 10. She'll eat closer to what we eat. But then, like, my missus will do, like, she doesn't like olives. So if she does, like, a bolognese or something, she'll make the bolognese, mm. and then she'll spoon some out for Laria, and then she'll keep cooking it and add the olives in for us. You know, yeah. So stuff like that, but yeah, yeah, man. It's, it's okay. Just with 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 Alaria for ages, all she'd eat was wheat bix and toast, and that was it. I like, didn't want anything else. Mm. When when do they when do they come? Like when do they start eating with you? Because at the moment, my wife's having to make two separate meals, and I feel oh, I feel horrible. I feel so uh, gutted for her because she's in the kitchen for long periods of time. And the worst thing, you boys. The worst thing. You know how we grew up, Kempi. You probably the same, Rick Dog. Yeah. I would have did anything for a chicken naggy or or <laughs> or a saucy roll yeah. or, or something that is delicious on their plate, and they're like, "I don't want that. I don't like that." <laughs> Mate, I'm like, you would never even you, you, you would never have mentioned that. <laughs> you just, yeah, I mean, you just ate what was put Your in front of you, and if you didn't, it. you went hungry. <laughs> old school. Uh, no, I don't. I don't old know. school. It's it's cha- it's changed, Izzy. You know, like I was having a um, good chat to Jay Gildard about that yesterday. To Tangata come around mm-hmm. home to do a, a bit of filming, and I said that to him. You know, like 
the 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 way that you bring kids up these days, like oh, yeah, that, that's how we were brought up, and that was okay back mm. in those days. But these days, mate, you know, like our kids are a little bit different. You know, they they don't live how we used to live, and they're in a different environment. And then, you know, um, when do they come back to the table? Well, we've got this thing where we all sit down at the table and eat our dinner. You know, that's yeah. that's always been the way. It's we might not be eating the same food, but I think that principle around having dinner together is still the same. Um, mm. Yeah, and mate, as long as they're eating, as far you know, like my daughter, my daughter had se- severe anorexia for for over ten years, and all I can yeah. say is that as long as they're eating, that's the yeah. main thing, mm. you know. So what they choose to eat, like my fifteen-year-old daughter, she's a vegetarian, um, and we're predominantly eighty percent vegetarian when we're eating with her. So you know, we cook for her and sit down and eat with her. Um, and because that's what she wants, so I think that's that's really important. That um, <laughs> yeah, mate. Like if we got food put in front of us at our day and you didn't eat it, you wore mm. it. You know. Yeah. So you starve, and you and you and you got kicked off the table. Well, that's your one. That's unlucky, mate. Don't come <laughs> back. Don't go back to that kitchen either. You know. So it's it's not like that these days. It's a, we're we're in a different world, and I think that's one of the things that. I was talking to Jay about yesterday. Is that we've got to realise that it's not it's not 1970 or 1980 or 1990. You know, we're in 2023, and mm. kids are different these days. Yeah, totally. I mean, the thing too is like you know, my old man was born in the early 50s, right? And so was the old lady. And uh, they, you know, their parents grew up through the war and through depression and through rationing and all that sort of stuff. So there was, you know, they just didn't broker it. Like if you didn't eat it for dinner, you're having it for breakfast. You're not. You're not wasting yeah. it. Man, my, dad, yeah. my dad tells yeah. stories like he never had butter on bread, mate. He had hanu on bread. Mm. So you know he used to get those big blocks of of, of hanu or fat, you know, mm. that was you know, like you know, next to nothing. He said, mate, we, that's what we had, you know. like We we just got what we were given. Um, I had a sit – yeah, sorry, sorry, Kempi. I'm just in a little bit of a predicament here at the moment at home because – um, you know, I love my kids, they're beautiful and, and I'll do anything for them But, um, you know, my daughter the other day come in and, and sat on Dad And she was like, Dad, I, don't, I want a Wednesday Adams outfit And obviously Wednesday Adams is part yeah, of the yeah. Adams family and yeah. whatever And I was like, what is that? And she was crying and just saying, I want it now, I want it now And I'm thinking, I'm like, oh my God, what is my daughter coming to? I had to sit her down on my net And I had to sit her down and I just said, darling Please listen to me. You you cannot behave like this, honestly, darling, because you're lucky. You're lucky, my girl. You, you're so lucky because you, you have food on the table. You have a, a full fridge. You have a, a parents that love you unconditionally. But the reality is, Tilly, and she doesn't know this, Like, there's a lot of kids out there that don't even have a house to sleep in. They're sleeping in the rain. They're sleeping outside. They are cold when it's in the winter. And you go to your bed and you have an electric blanket, darling. Come on. You cannot come over here and cry and, and beg your dad just to come in and, and, and I want this, I want that. You, and it's it's a challenge that I'm having to come to terms with. Because, Kempi, you want to give them every, oh, everything you course. want. But, um, you know, like, uh, it's, it's just a challenge. It's a challenge I'm having to, having to cope with right now and, and get through. Yeah, well, those those challenges, bro. You just, you know, I mean, I uh, don't want to turn this into parenting corner, but you know, we just kind of, if our daughter wants something that we don't think something that's necessary, we make her earn it. 
you know? Mm. Eat your dinner, tidy your room, make your bed, do that stuff, and then you can earn points and then you get what you what what it is you're after. And and just on that, Charlie, there's sports on all day, mate. We're a twenty four seven sports radio show. You'll get sport, you'll get plenty of it. This is life. Okay, mate, so just just hold your horses. We've got three hours. All right, mate, come on. <laughs> well, uh, the text machine, actually, we've had a few rolling in, boys. Uh, double eight, double three is the temper bedpost text machine. Mark, is, uh, flowers never fail, mate. Is it, you've got a credit card. Mm. Just order flowers to be delivered. You'll be sweet. Always, uh, always works. You'll be, you'll be golden. I don't uh, know if that works, though, isn't that? That's like a, that's like a, that's like a duty-free on the way home last-minute kind of present, I feel. <laughs> <laughs> no thought going on that one None It's not original <laughs> uh, A couple of other texts come through here uh, Cornflakes are good for coating your snapper too According to John Yeah so, I'm going to try ooh, that yeah. I'm, I'm going to try that That's, That cornflakes like broken up into real So they're crushed Did she, did she chuck them yeah. in a blender? Yeah ch- chuck it in the blender, in the blender. Or you just put them in and just kind of Yeah chuck it in the blender Make it into little bits and put it on your fish. I think they'll be great. And no name on this one. Try Salisbury steak. It's next level rissoles with mash. Kids eventually eat it when uh, eat what you eat if you starve them long enough. <laughs> <I've> heard of it? <laughs> Salisbury rissoles. I used to love a rissole at, at boarding school. <laughs> oh, it's too good. Uh, and it looks like we we're ahead of the curve yesterday, boys. We had uh, uh, Clark Laidlaw on, and I know you were jump dropping hints about where he should be uh, living if he was going to ever move to Wellington. Oh, yes, uh, about three hours after. We took to him and ounced as new Hurricanes coach for 2024. <laughs> Inside room, they boys. Got, yeah. Do you reckon they got, he got a little bit worried? <laughs> 100%. Hey. 100%. When that came out, I thought, well, they they jumped on it before someone else jumped on it. Because, you know, we, we went like, I you know, lived in the hut, but I'd move to Oriental Bay, have a look around. Like, if you didn't work out that we were saying, you know, get these – probably signing for the Hurricanes, to come out three hours later, I just laughed. I saw that I went, well, well, we hit a chord with somebody there. <laughs> get the word out. Get the word out. Oh, jeez. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, that, that news came out yesterday. Clark Laidlaw is the uh, uh, the new Canes coach from next season. And, boys, of course, uh, I, I know Charlie wanted sport. Well, there's big game on tonight. State of origin. Mm. And that brings us to our can't wait question of the day. Can't wait question of the day. And this one is brought to us by Super Liquor. Cheers to that, because it is a state of origin preview of sorts. Who is going to be the difference maker in tonight's game one? Who is going to be the player that stands up and wins the game for their team? That's what we want to hear. So that is your can't wait question of the day. Uh, Thanks to Super Liquor. Cheers to that. Check out our hot deals at superliquor.co.nz. Who is that player going to be, Kempi? Well, I don't know if you saw the the uh, the socials yesterday, but at the they do a media conference, like a bit of like a boxing final weigh-in conference, where you've got coaches and captains on both sides of the of the stage. And Billy Slater was asked a, a silly question about Reese Walsh. You know, do you think he can make the step? Can you do you think he can make the step up? And Billy said, "Have you seen Reese play?" That was his answer, and I just thought, mm. what, a, what a pork chop asking that question. Of course, you, <laughs> of course you have to have seen Reese Walsh play. He's kept Caelan Bonger out. Um, and for me, the difference is at $17 with the TAB for the Wally Lewis medal is uh, Caelan Ponger, uh, not Caelan Ponger, Reese Walsh. I think Reese Walsh has an absolute stormer. All right, mm. Kempe's got Reese Walsh. Who have you got, is he? I'm going to go Cam Munster. I mm. think he's the key to unlocking this team when he's. 
running freely. He's um, controlling the ruck, controlling the ball, controlling position, uh, and he'll be able to unlock Reese Walsh. I think that combination with him and Reese will be brutal and lethal. So I'm going to go Cam Munster. I think he is the key tonight. And just on that Reese Walsh situation, I know what um, Billy was saying, but this is the next level. And a young kid, and he doesn't care, he doesn't get flustered about much. But um, there's going to be a lot of heat coming down his way, Kempi, eh? They're going to be putting a lot of pressure on the young kid. Well, we we spoke to uh, Danny Baderas. He's coming up after eight, you know, and he's inside the New South Wales camp. There was a, if you if you can hang around or uh, get to listen to this uh, conversation with Danny Baderas, you are going to absolutely love it. Uh, and he's talking about the kicking game of uh, Nathan Cleary. There's a lot of pressure coming, is he, on on yep. young Reese Walsh and, and of course Cobbo at the back there as well. So. Uh, they would have done their homework. You know, you, when you've got someone like Billy Slater as your coach, to f- have that sitting next to you as a fullback for Origin would be, ah, oh, it would be a dream come true. Because Billy mm. being the, I guess, the analytical brain, the best at it in that position, he would be tipping up. Reese Walsh would be just getting so much information on on what's coming that he'd be so prepared for it. But, you know, we, we see Nathan um, Cleary's kicks. They are set, they are, there's no one... He's he's first in the comp. He's like the the yeah. best kicker in the comp. So um, mm. yeah, I look. I just think he's going to soak it up and go and go to the next level. There it is. That's our can't wait question of the day. Who is the difference maker in game one of Origin tonight? Let us know. Double eight double three. That is the temper bedpost text machine. Or you can call us on oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. You're listening to Izzy and Kempy for breakfast. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrance. Hurry into Chemist Warehouse and find Colgate Plaques mouthwash five hundred ml assorted variants for only seven ninety nine. You're listening to Izzy and Kempy for breakfast on SENZ. It's 6.28 here on SENZ, uh, 0800 811 or double eight double three. Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. Our can't wait question of the day, who's the game changer? Who's the man that w- stands up and wins game one of State of Origin tonight? That is our question for you. And I tell you, boys, I feel like Robinson Crusoe at the moment. Absolutely marooned, <laughs> surrounded by maroons. Uh, <laughs> as a blues fan, that's a little, that's a, yeah, that, that, that's a little unnerving. Are you but, feeling confident, Rick Dog? No, I'm not, actually, to be fair. <laughs> uh, I'm not, I, to be honest. But um, but that, that's a whole other thing. I still want us to win. Uh, but I, I'm going to go for Nico Hines. Are you? Yeah, he's the X factor. He's the X factor player off the bench. You know what you're going to get from Nathan Cleary. You know what you're going to get from Jerome Luai. I think Nathan Hines could be uh, the jack in the box man. He's the he's the wild card. So I'm going to go. Nico Hines is the guy that comes in, comes off the bench and makes a difference and is the game winner for New South Wales. Plenty of theatre played played out in Origin A. You know, like you get, you don't know what's going to happen first minute. Maybe an HIA uh, to a cr- critical player in a spine and and you know, like a Nico Hines might get get thrown in the deep end. You know, and they come out and play. You know, the game of their lives. And and, and there's been a few that have, have done that at Origin time. <sighs> Nico Hines. Uh, they, there's talk about them as he using Nico Hines at hooker. Now, I don't yeah. know whether being a dummy half with your head down and your bum up because you're going to be breathing through it um, at 100 rates an hour, 100 knots an hour, the the use of Nico Hines as a hooker is the best thing to do because I always think he's better at like the sea defender, going at the sea defender, which is three off the ruck. Um, picking it up out of dummy half and getting out and bringing blokes on, oh, I just I'm not really that convinced. 
Yeah, yeah he'll, be, he'll be covering hooker role for sure. Obviously, if Api goes off or has a little break. The one I have question marks about, Kempi, is Tavita Pangai Jr. Mm. He's been playing for the Bulldogs. He's, you know, he hasn't been pretty anywhere near the destructive best. Yeah, he's the, he's the question mark I've got for that New South Wales pack. And they've tried to go with him and Payne has to add a bit of, um, you know, destruction out there. Can you see that happening, Kempi? Kempi? Uh, yeah, look, at, depending on how they ref the game, and they've been pretty strict on a number of things. If he comes out, and let's just say, oh, he goes absolutely silly and starts throwing them around and and falling mm. on people and giving away penalties, that's what can really um, change the the momentum of the game in Queensland's favour. So if Queensland get behind um, Daily Cherry Evans' penalties and go down and, and just start attacking right from the get go, man, New, New South Wales will be be under the pump. Um, and Freddie Fitler, actually, he did say that both Payne Haas and uh, Tavita Pangai, which he didn't know were really close, and that might help them out. But, mate, he's a, he's a liability. I, I've got to agree with mm. him. And I don't That's know, what I think. I don't know whether or not he can he can actually last that long anyway. A couple of mm. texts come through on double eight double three. John reckons Cam Munster because he goes to another level. Mark has come in with... Morning, boys. My difference maker is one of the form centres in the NRL. That is Stephen Crichton. He's taking Latrell's place, mm. so this is his chance to prove he should have been there from the start. And then a question for you, Kimby from Marshy: Is Campbell Graham injured? Yeah, well, he is. He, fa- he failed. A, he, you know, when they come into camp, um, straight away they all do physicals. They get named. They come in, and the doctor has to rule them out in camp. Um, and he said he's got a sternum injury. He came in with a sternum injury. But funny enough, they named him in the uh, in the South Sydney side to play on the weekend, just like they did with Latrell. Um, so we'll see whether or not they show up because coaches name players even if they are injured mm. in the in the NRL. But yeah, he he was named in the New South Wales team to start. He just got ruled out through injury. All right, there you go. I hope that answers your question, uh, John. Uh, thanks for texting through. Keep them coming through. Double eight, double three is the temper bedpost text machine for a can't wait question of the day. Which player at Origin 1 stands up and wins it for their team. That's what we want to know. We also want to know what is going on in the world, so we're going to get away to Araha with the latest in news and sport. Thanks to Kubota, together we are shaping and building New Zealand. Uh, and just quickly before we get to this, actually, a text through asking what's up with the TAB app. Uh, I tell you what, it's under construction or under maintenance or something because it's doing the same on the uh, laptop, alright? So uh, it's not just you. Uh, TAB uh, website looks like it's undergoing uh, some maintenance at the moment uh, they'll probably be up by seven I would say they're usually pretty good on that stuff uh, here's a look at a couple of stories that we may have missed though uh, the storm have been super impressed with Will Warbrick uh, so much so during his first season halfway through they've upgraded him to a new three-year contract so he is going to be with the storm until 2026 the former Olympic silver medalist nice. has scored 11 uh, sorry six tries in 11 games so far and uh, that is massive for him. He said uh, it's uh, one thing to sign for the song in the first place, so to extend it for three years is something special. It's my home now. I love the people at the club. I love the city, the environment. There's genuine care between the players, coaches and staff here. It's a privilege to have the opportunity to stay at a club like the Storm and be in a position to set up my future as well. So that is great news. They'll have a good left edge next year when Geordie signs. Yeah. 
<laughs> uh, don't spoil the rest of my news headlines. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, fantastic news, uh, not just for uh, the Storm, but for the Kiwis as well, and for Will Warbrick. Can play. Kid's so strong when he yeah. carries that football. He's been impressive when you think about it. Has not really had that much of a, uh, I guess, a, a ca- career in rugby league to come out of you know, Sevens Rugby Union and last 80 minutes on a rugby fi- rugby league field? Mate, pretty impressive. Yeah, very impressive. Yeah. Uh, this one is an interesting one as well, and no doubt something we'll hear more about. But John Rahm believes that live golfers should be allowed to play in the Ryder Cup later this year and that politics should stop getting in the way of the event. He was speaking ahead of the Memorial Tournament this weekend, and he said that Team Europe should... Uh, should be made of the best 12 golfers available regardless of what tour they play on. Now, uh, Ian Is that Pol- debate still going on? Oh, oh yeah, Ian Poltis, Let's move on. Sergio Garcia, Henrik Stenson and Lee Westwood are going to be unavailable this year, but they all played in the last version of it. Mind you, to be fair, didn't they get toweled up in Europe? So maybe they're better off yeah. those guys. <laughs> yeah, those I guys are straight. The Ryder Cup's awesome, Kimpy, and we want the best players for either teams to be a part of that and this debate just continues on it's here live golf is here pga golf is here and i love it because it's made this sh- it's shook everything up you know like the players in the pga now they're getting paid a wee bit more and um you yeah. know and that's still the premier um golf tournament or golf organization but live golf is, is making a stance and harold varner the third on the weekend winning Four million US big ones. It's great for the, those golfers. They play three rounds, and then Brooks Kepka goes along and shows. Well, playing three rounds in, in shorts and shorts and in a casual event doesn't matter. I can still go and prove it and, and win a major at the PGA. So I want the best players to be there, Ricardo and Kempi. I think um, it'll dilute the, the competition again if there's people in the back room getting in the way of stopping them being a part of the Ryder Cup. So select the best of the best to be a part of it. Yeah, the best of the best. That's what we want. And uh, we want you now because you are the best of the best. Get your quizzy heads on because it is time for Quizzy Dag. 0800 150 isn't it? 100 bucks. And there's a clue on Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on Instagram. If you want to get on there, get on there now. Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. Just write that into Instagram and it'll pop up and... Our good mate Kez has put a clue on there for you. Yeah, so that'll give you a, a lead in for the first question, which was the last question yesterday. So give us a call. 0800 150 TAB bonus bet up for grabs. Quizzy Dag is next. From Chemist Warehouse, only sixteen forty nine. You're listening to Izzy and Kempy for breakfast on SENZ. No matter what you ask me, try and play the quiz, things won't get nasty. Get up, stand up, come and throw your hands up. If you got the feeling, get the phone's lights ringing. Came to get paid, we came to get paid. So get on your phones and dial now. Call now, 0800. Call now, 150. Call now, 811. Call now, call now and get paid. Jump around. Huh. Let's see if the phone lines are jumping around. <laughs> yeah, get up, get up and get paid. 
<laughs> get up and get up and let's get you paid on the phone lines. All right. Who we got coming up first? Kiz. Who have I got? <laughs> Marky. Marky Mark. Good morning. You're going to get paid. Morning, boys. How are you? <laughs> what do you reckon, Mark? Have we got a future in the rap game or what? <laughs> You don't want my answer, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, mate. You pump the tyres up, Marky. Oh, no, anyway, I hope you... What? Say it. You sound lovely. Thank you. Thank you, my friend. I'll tell you who uh, drunk your uh, Cloudy Bay the other night, mate. I thought I'd get it out for a special occasion. He's coming up after seven. Ash Dixon. So I'll rip into him about that. So that was courtesy of Mark from Tauranga. There you go. Good luck, Marky. 100 bucks up for grabs. Which Premier League club beat Manchester City home and away in the league this season? Brentford. Brentford is correct. Question number two. Newcastle Knights and New South Wales legend Danny Baderis is on the show later this morning. Who did he score his first first grade try against? Uh... No idea, as per usual, so we'll have a crack at the Tigers. Not, not the Tigers, Mark. Have a good day, mate. Thanks, good day, your voice, brother. Take yep. care. Kerry, good morning to you. Morning, boys. Morning, morning. Newcastle Knights, New South Wales legend Danny Baderis is on the show later this morning. Who did he score his first, first great try against? Uh, I'll just go with uh, the Warriors. Warriors is correct. Question number three. Japan upset South Africa at the 2015 Rugby World Cup 34-32. Which football club stadium did the match take place at? Get a clue for that one, Kippy. Sunny outside. Sunny outside. Nah, nah, no idea. All good, boys. All good, Kerry. Have a good day, mate. We're going to get a Nick from Wellington. 0800 150 811. Give us a call now if you want to take on me. 100 bucks up for grabs. Nicky, good morning. Good morning. I don't care what anyone says, Izzy. That was a good rap, mate. you got talent. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Nick. (laughs) Good luck, mate. Give him that one. Good luck. I'm going to give you another clue for that. Here we go. Japan upset South Africa at the 2015 Rugby World Cup 34-32. Which football stadium did the match take place at? Um, Old Trafford. (laughs) I would have gave you another clue, too, if you asked. Sorry, Nick. But call us back tomorrow, eh? You might get uh, get paid because I like you, son. I like you. (laughs) Jade from Hamilton. What in a voice? Morena Jade. Japan upset South Africa. What stadium did the match take place at? It's a football club stadium. Sun's, sun's out. Sun's out. Shades are on because it is. The only thing I can think of is Suntory. Probably wrong. The football. Football. It's a rugby club. But that, ah, that's all right. That's okay. Jade, have a good day, mate. Mike from Christchurch. 
How you going, fellas? Good, good. Put us out of our misery. What is the answer? Brighton. Brighton. <laughs> Brighton in my eyes. So bright out there. Good clue, Kimpy. Question number four. <laughs> How many points did the Heat beat the Celtics by in game seven of the Eastern Conference Finals yesterday? How many points? Um, think of the clue. Think of Prince. Um, 21. <laughs> <laughs> 21 is incorrect. Sorry, Mike. Have a good day. We're going to go to you, Brett. How's that? What in Brett? Ah, it's all good. How's it's all good. I've got a. She's a little bit tickle, a little bit sore, but um, it's all good. It's all good. I'm just going to get rid of the swelling, on the mend. eh? On the mend. On the mend, brother. So it's all good. How many points did the Heat beat the Celtics by in games, Game 7 of the Eastern Conference Finals yesterday? can't quite remember. Was it 118.84 or something like that? I can't remember. No, it wasn't that. Sorry, Brett. Yeah. Have a good day. Troy, we're going to go to Troy. Morning, Troy. Hello. How are you? Hey. Yeah, good, mate. Very good. How many points did the Heat beat the Celtics by in Game 7? Need the points differential. Yep, uh, 19. 19 is correct. Okay, Mike. There's your chance to win 100 bucks. If you don't get it, jackpot. It's $150 tomorrow, okay? You're the last caller. Yep. Mike Venus and doubles partner. Jamie Murray are seeded what number at the French Open? This is a guess. I will... Oh, is there any clues before I dive into it? Yep, yep, yep. Okay, I'm I'm not going to give you... This is a clue, but I hope you know the guy. But it's it's not an easy clue. Terry Madison. Terry Madison, yeah. Um... Three, two, one, six. Troy, it's not six. Sorry, my friend. Thanks to everyone that has called through. Quizzy Dag. I'm too good. I'm too big and I'm too mean. 150 big ones tomorrow. Your chance. That's how we do it here. We want to entice you. We want to encourage you to call. Have a crack at Quizzy Dag. Okay, so stay tuned. Coming up, you're going to have to spend your own money because that's just the way it is. Love Racing with Kempi. Yes, the winner of the 2030 Melbourne Cup, Stallion, has passed away after a battle with illness. That was Fiorente. Uh, was brought to Australia from Ireland by legendary trainer Guy Waterhouse in 2012. And if you 
um, seen that race. He ran second the year before, uh, before coming out the following year and winning that great cup uh, in Melbourne. His 2030 Melbourne Cup win will always be remembered at Flemington through the sheer joy and emotions and the win provided. His legacy will always be part of Flemington and will continue through his daughter, Luna Flair, who has secured her spot in the 2023 Lexus Mel Cup. Fionte was retired as stud in 2014. He covered 168, uh, 186 mares in his first season. And uh, he was uh, a, a great horse. They had a, um, great colours. I used to love the colours as he watching when watching that horse uh, run. And then... Uh, 15 had a, had a probably a, a good life uh, has passed away and that's a sad day passed away yesterday so uh, a big shout out to all connections with that if you're following us into racing yesterday at Love Racing find a thoroughbred race day at events.loveracing.nz you would you would have you would have got paid because myself mm. and Rick Dog we waited for Paulie Mawadi to come in and give us some tips and uh, I tipped one out we actually took those two for a place. And the, the the horses in race two, three, and four all won. So five leg multi paid about twenty bucks. Me and Rick Dog got on, and uh, we got ourselves paid. So I do like one today. What'd you win? It's a I'm not going to tell you. Well, I like one today. Tell He's me. racing at Cambridge Synthetic. Race seven, number tell one, us. Lexus one, Lexus one. Tell us. Get on that, and you'll get Come paid on. as a. You'll shout, man. Your shout, I'm sick of it. I'm absolutely <laughs> sick of it, Kimpy. Sending through screenshots of your TAB account. Here's Araho with the latest in news. Thanks to Kubota. Morning, Izzy Kempe for breakfast on SCNZ and Kempe, you don't know this yet, but Kez is going to walk in, he's just going to grab your cart, he's going to shoot out, he's going to get some baps and a coffee, <laughs> and uh, because I've seen your TAB account, I, th- I think it's only fair that you open up those pockets here, and you go there and you shout go. the team. There you go. <laughs> there it is. There you go. There you there go, you go Come and get it. <laughs> That's for yesterday. Oh, That's for yesterday. Whack yeah. it on. I'm actually taking Neeps out for breakfast this morning as well. So uh, catching oh. up with our good mate Neeps. Uh, guess where he's got to meet awesome. me? He's got to meet me at Alex where? Park. He's got to meet me at Alex Park because I'm going to go and empty it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, beautiful. Great text. Good. Great text through from Alan, boys. Please tell Kempi, I used to send screenshots of good wins to my two punting mates till one of them unwittingly, or maybe not unwittingly, told my wife one day. They get nothing now. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> uh, I, I t- I t- there you go. Jay will be listening. She, she, there you go, she Jay. Is. But she knows. What do you I want for her. dinner? I told her. I told her as soon as she got home yesterday, I said, you wouldn't believe it. I, I, I had a crack at a five-game multi, a five-leg multi, based on what the conversation was yesterday. And she was like... Wow. Okay, that was that was pretty brave. That's um, why I slept in studio last night. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, I was good uh. watching yesterday afternoon, getting those last two up. And I, I took them for a place, those ones for me and Paulie. That's the uh, on the tail, not on the nose um, theory of mine. Both of them ran second. So uh, that's why yeah. I got paid. Beautiful. Well done, Kimpy. And I uh, hope you take Jay out for a nice little dinner and beautiful red wine. I know she'll... She deserves it, mate. She does everything in your household. You just don't share it like I do, but that's all right. Another one that does everything in, in his household, or lack of, is about to join us. And his name is Ash Dixon, and I had a, the privilege of uh, having him over home for his beautiful whanau on Sunday. He's back from playing for NEC over in the Japan Top League, and we're going to have a catch-up with the one and only Ash Dixon. How you doing, Ash? Hey, brother. Yeah, I'm good, bro. How are you guys? <laughs> All good, all good. Good to on? have you on the show, mate. Nah, we just spend uh, chewing the chewing the fat, talking a bit of bit of state of origin. I know you're an origin fan, mate. You would be watching it tonight at your home in in the Hawks Bay. You're about to jump on the kite and go check in on your farm. So hopefully everything's all okay there in Natikahununu. But uh, mate, state of O, how good? Who do you support? Nah, I'm the I'm the Maroons, bro. Two and three. <laughs> I just love watching it, eh? I just obviously as a kid, it was just easy, you know. Chuck it on. Mm. You back a team, and that was our team we supported in the household, both. So um, they're in one this week, but um, yeah, we're backing them hard. Hey, Ash, just tell Who us, you him, got? mate. Oh, because he's a Maroons, mate. He's wearing, he wears his jersey under everything he's got, is he, this time of the year? So uh, no wonder he invited you around for tea. He didn't invite me because I'm New South Welsh. Uh, but that's only because he's got a Queensland jersey. Oh, mate, just we're talking about Ash, you were around there on Saturday night. And just before we get into um, what you're doing up in Japan, did he did he actually do anything? Like, you know, like get up and sit on a chair and wipe the dishes? or? <laughs> <laughs> Because <laughs> he doesn't do anything there, eh? On the couch for about eight hours. <laughs> Even I was in the bag ice. His wife was, oh, she was in the kitchen the whole time, and he's just yelling out to her just to grab stuff. I felt a bit bad, so I thought I'd give him a water and some ice, and a few things here and there. But to be fair, his leg's pretty big. <laughs> it looked like he had gout. It was that big. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do appreciate it. You did get up and, and offer help for uh, for Daisy. You did the dishes, so she really appreciated that. It was a good catch-up, brother. Um, you've obviously just got back yeah, from overseas me, in Japan. How's that been going for you? Yeah, it's been good, bro. It's, um, obviously, it's the off-season now, so we get a bit of a break. Um, yeah, it's a bit of a different experience, to, I guess, to playing in NZ, but... Um, you know, there's so many awesome factors about going to, in Japan and living there as well. So I guess our team, we we battled a bit in our comp. So um, we actually ended up getting relegated, which is not the greatest. But um, no, it's a good comp, man. There's obviously a lot of Kiwis and um, chapters in the competition, which is making it, make it um, an awesome one to play in. Hey Ash, when you when you're up there, you know, um, being a proud Māori and and play, having played for the Māori All Blacks and led that side as well, what's it like culturally? The 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 I guess learning that new culture of the ja- uh, Japanese is it is it is there some synergies with it as as uh, as a Māori? Yeah, there's there's actually heaps like um, uh, where where we live. They actually did a haka. There's a um, there's a dude from um, Sacred Heart College in Auckland that pretty much gave a hucker to the city. So one of our games, there were all these little kids, um, there's about 100 of them on the sideline just doing the hucker, and they, they associate New Zealand with the All Blacks, so whether you're 
played for the All Blacks or not, everyone from there is, is an All Black and done everything with them. So culturally, there's heaps of stuff that are really similar, and they they love New Zealand. They'll do anything for it. And our fans are incredible. Like, they're the best in the world. These guys, you know, rain, hail, shine. They come out and support you. So you know, for us, it's, it's actually really good. And there's so many Kiwis around there. Like mm. um, even on the field, everyone's having a bit of a chinwag to each other and understand what's going on. So it's actually it's it's really good. Eh? Like um, we really enjoy it and. Hopefully, get to stay a lot longer and um, check out more of the place. Eh? Yeah, it's a beautiful place to live. Um, Ash obviously moved over there. When you were over there, you were playing for the Panasonic Wildcats, so you've had a bit of a, a taste of Jap- Japanese life and the way that they go about th- about things. Just on the competition, like the competition has been flourishing over the last couple of years. It's getting so much traction. It's probably scary from a New Zealand point of view, and that is why they've probably gone into partnership with Japan Rugby and seen the growth that they've been able to achieve over a short period of time. But the, the competition, like, what what can you put a point to, to why they have been so successful and, and why Jap- Japanese rugby is growing from strength to strength year in, year out? Well, obviously there's, there's a fair bit of tin floating around there, so they're starting to put... Um, <laughs> Decent coaches and players and places and the right <laughs> and the right you know in the right places and the teams there like Robbie Deans and um, and now Dave Rennie is going over to you know those guys make a massive impact and and players you just gone down a hole there Ash you stand on one leg and put your tongue out you might be able to get your reception back. <laughs> Oh, can you hear me? Got you now, mate. Got yeah. you now. Got you now. <laughs> Big poo colour, that part. one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, the key's Japanese, Japanese, bro. If you can get some good Japanese players, the majority of them on the field, eh? yeah, um, you go pretty good. But the, the standard's getting better, man. It's actually quite good. Those top five, six teams are pretty decent. There's a lot gets made, Ash, when you know we get guys like TJ and Bowden and um, and Guzzler come back from up in Japan to play Super Rugby, and everybody's like, "Oh, they're not quite up to it. They've lost a, you know, half a half a meter of pace, or you know, they're not quite. They're just a little bit behind the eight ball." What do you reckon that is? And 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 do you notice it up there when you first went, say, from playing for the Highlanders to to playing that level? Did you did you notice uh, the the difference in standards at all, or? Yeah, I actually did. Like, I, um, I guess when I first came off the plane and got into it, and I was pretty much off the bat straight away playing that. Probably, I just didn't really understand what I was getting myself into in terms of the playing and intensity. Like, I guess we were playing teams at that time, early on, early doors that didn't have the intensity. They couldn't, you know, you can't play that intensity for a long time. I guess like a lot of the super teams can, and and also, I know the Japanese, their biggest kind of thing is around respect and um, it's not like the players and people don't when they come over they just got to understand like how that kind of operates in your life and what you do as a team and as players so once you kind of get your get across that um, you know you're there as a professional you're there to improve the Japanese I think that's your main job you're there to try coach and help and influence and bring people with you I think that's that's the biggest key you need to understand and it's super. A lot of the boys can do that. So you've just got to really nail your job at super and, and the level back home. We over over here. I think you've got to bring players with you. You've got to improve the stuff and improve the team. And I think you can go a little bit that way, probably more than back home. And 
you know, you're probably not playing every week either. Like some of the guys might get a rest against decent uh, against teams that they don't need them for. So you might have a couple of weeks off and then on for four weeks. So those boys might get a bit of a break. I'm not too sure. But uh, the Oregon, that's probably one of the keys, eh? It's just around that. So the boys can understand when they come over. It takes a bit to, just to get used to it and understand how it happens and plays. And, but um, it's good fun, man. You'll, the boys will love it. How have you changed as an athlete, um, Ash? Like, have you had to change your approach to <laughs> the way that things are, have been played out? Look, we we had some great conversations on Sundays. You told me some some of the most funniest stories <laughs> I think I've ever heard, heard on a rugby field. If you're able, can you share some of those stories when when your props been spat out at number eight and then he makes a tackle, like something something like that? Like, you've obviously had to evolve, haven't you? Yeah, well, I, I guess at our team, you know, we, we didn't quite have um, the full kettle um, that other teams had. So, you know, some of our we've got a lot of company workers in our setup, and you know, we're we're a couple of blokes that um, probably still learning their craft, and they're quite young. Because I guess when you come from university, you come out of university, you're about twenty three, twenty four. So I, I guess if you're playing Super Rugby, you know, you've you've had a few games under your belt already, and you're playing what you know. If you're playing Super and ITM, I guess that's 30 games, 25, 30 games you're possibly playing. You know, over there you only play. If you get selected, so a lot of the the younger cat hasn't quite, you know, mentioned or looked at how to train properly and all that stuff. So you know, we've had a few injuries where times we've had a few of the young boys on and they're getting dished up a bit at certain things, but like. Um, it was all a learning curve, man, especially, you know, like, it's just, it just, yeah, it's just something you just have to get on with, and um, with the refereeing, sometimes it can be a bit dubious as well, that you've just got to take it on the chin and take your medicine. We had a fair bit of that going on, but it's it's all good, it's all good, but, you know. Not a lot you we told can, it um, differently on Sunday. <laughs> 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 Hey Ash, what about um, the the World Cup? Like, is there much talk up there about the World Cup this year? Like, Izzy's just got back from a another donut up in France. He's been up there for a month having croissants and coffee, and he reckons the French are just can't wait to get get up uh, get that tournament underway. What about Japan? Is is the talk about the World Cup? Because there's nothing about the World Cup down here. Yeah, there actually is. Um... There's a lot of um, like ads and TV stuff that's going on with um, a few of the Kiwi boys that are over there, been over there for a while. That's um, doing a lot of promotional work. But the Japanese team, um, I think they meet up on the fifth of June, and there they've got a big camp there with Jamie Joe and, and Brownie. Um, those boys will be. They've got a few games as well. They'll be an awesome match to come out and get the job done. But the whole country's behind them there. You know, like. Um, the, the supporters there are probably the best I've ever experienced. Well, I've really experienced a lot, but those guys are incredible. Like, it doesn't matter. They're, they will pack out the stadium. They sit there the whole time. They're really patient, respectful, and they'll wait for players after games and give gifts. And, you know, they, they just absolutely thrive off footy and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Like, the, the Japanese boys are a huge, the, the famous as in Japan. Like, these guys are. Driving brand new cars like Izzy and um, have all the kit. And they have massive, massive lines lining up for them after games. Like you wouldn't believe, like just come back to the bus with bags and bags full of 
can't. It's, um, it's actually pretty amazing. Eh? That's a pretty, they'll be well prepared and good to go, those fellas. Oh, beautiful, Ash. Hey, look, mate, you know, we know you're, you're Canterbury, born and raised, and uh, you made the shift at a young age, and that's where we got to connect in the beautiful Hawke's Bay. When you come down, you made your market in Hawke's Bay. You're a magpie legend. You'll go down as one of the greatest ever in my books. Um, the, what you did for, for the region is, you know, words can't speak highly enough, can't say anything to what you achieved in the Hawke's Bay, but yeah, what are you going to do post footy? You've obviously got a farm there. Is that something that you're quite interested in? You want to get back and you know, get your hands dirty? I never thought I'd see the day. <laughs> yeah, it definitely is. Like, um, it's a real passion of mine, to be honest. Um, I've always, when I was younger, always wanted to be a farmer. That was probably the one thing I wanted to do. My um, <laughs> my grandparents Stop had lying, a big station Gaka on the coast. <laughs> Get out of, get out of here, mate. <laughs> so it'll be, it'll be a few things around that, but um, a bit of variety after I've finished. Eh? Got a couple of other things I want to pursue and have a crack at. So we'll just wait and see how this ends up in Japan, and then um, I'll probably have to come back and take care of you, I reckon. So. <laughs> probably spend some time down here too. Give, da- give Daisy a break, Ash. Give the, she'll need it. She'll need it by then. Hey, yeah. uh... mate, she's worn out, and now she's got to do far out. <laughs> Hey, just on that, you know, you mentioned about the Japanese being well up for the World Cup. I've got a, I, I floated a theory a couple of weeks back that the way England are travelling under Borthwick, um, there's every chance they don't get out of that group, and they're in a group with Japan and Argentina. What, what if you was, if 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 you were uh, looking at that, where, how do, how do you reckon? What chance do you give Japan and Argentina getting out both ahead of uh, England this year? Yeah, I think they've both got a massive chance. I think Japan's got a, they're in the best pool. They've got the, the best opportunity, I feel like. The way Jamie Joe will coach it and, and set it up, he'll he'll have those boys humming and he'll have them ready to go and they'll they'll play like the, their life depends on it. So I think and out of all the teams they're in an awesome pool to succeed to the quarters and do a really good job, eh? So Argentina the same. Checker was actually our director of rugby but um Obviously, he had his hands tied with Argentina, so he's pretty similar in his approach to certain things. Um, quite a passionate guy and a lot around accountability leadership, the same as Jamie Joe. So I'm sure that Argentinian boys, when you watch them play, they're always pretty geeked up. They'll be, they'll be right on the thick of it. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, beautiful. Beautiful, Ash. Um, we, uh, Ricardo wants to ask you a question. Are you going to ask it, Ricardo? Or, or? Well, I, I wanted to. I, I sent it in the WhatsApp because I was like, is he going to have a will he? Will he see the funny side of this? He'll have a laugh. All right. Yeah, of course. Okay. Uh, all right, Ash. Um, d- how do you reckon playing all that time for the Highlanders prepared you for their relegation scrap in Japan? And is that why they signed you? <laughs> It was the riffing man, the riff got us. <laughs> Good comeback. That's a great comeback. Uh, oh, that's awesome. that's sad, Ricardo. Oh, man. Ash, Ash, we'll let you go, brother. We appreciate all your time. You're obviously busy there in Hole 10 at Clearwater. Not a bad spot to, to rest up, brother. But thanks very much for joining us. And uh, we'll see you soon. Catch you later, mate.
Oh, oh, what a champion. Oh, Ash Dixon, what an absolute legend. Great to have him on. Part of our ABs on OE, although he's back briefly from his OE in Japan. Uh, great to have him Broke on the, the show. Took me two days. so he saw the funny side. Oh, yeah. It's good for me. Well, that, that's uh, that's why I put it in the WhatsApp group because I didn't want to do it on air if it wasn't going to work. <laughs> I, I thought it was a good question. Yeah, behind the curtain, folks. That's why it happens behind the curtain. Oh, jeez! Listeners, you keep me for breakfast. Thanks to Kevin's Warehouse, the real house of fragrance. On SENZ. With Tony Kemp. What is it about New Zealand rugby league fans that come this time of year, they lose all sense of geography? They all seem to think they were either born in New South Wales or Queensland. For decades since the very first game in 1980, I've witnessed the origin concept go from VHS to skyboxes and people from Northland to Invercargill declaring their allegiances to a cockroach or a cane toad. Seriously. This is utter madness. And I wonder what the likes of Wally Lewis, Arthur Beetson, Tommy Rodonagas and Ray Price, who were true blue state players in the 80s, make of it all now. It doesn't seem to take any time to all, at all to become a true blue New South Wales citizen or to discover that you are true origin in Queensland. Don't we live in a world called Fantasia when origin comes around? I'd like to know when, if we continue down this current track, we will see a game played in the islands. State of origin should really be a country of origin competition. How things change in 43 years. What it looked like in another 43 years, anyone knows. I guess if you believe it, anything is possible. Off the back fence with Tony Kemp. So here's the question for you, Tony. (laughs) When we picked our teams, you said you're a Queenslander. Now all I hear is you're a New South Wales fan. And when Danny comes on later, you are just pledged. Like, do you just go for the side that whoever's on the call, or are you easily influenced? Like, who do you support? Because I'm a Queenslander. Well, I'm not. Look, man, that's the crack up thing about us. Us as Kiwis, we pledge our allegiance to New South Wales and Queensland. But reality is, we just enjoy the sport. And we've got to pick a side. And I just like the Maroons and what they're about. They always got pumped back in the day. And. Gordon Tallis, one of my favourite players. Love watching him run around in the maroon jersey. But for you, who are you? Well, it's the chameleon. <laughs> <laughs> because I would have loved to have picked the Queensland team when we announced our selections. But you said, no, nah, I'm Queensland. And then like, now cut, you're, cut you're New South Wales. Cut it out. Cut it out now. We tossed the bat twice just to get just Yeah, to and get you picked right. Queensland. What did no, you pick no. your team what did you then? Pick? You picked flats or hills. Is that how yeah, you did it? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Flats or hills. You picked. Like, but why good, did you pick Queensland? I did. I, well, I picked Queensland because I had first choice, and Queensland won it 10 years in a row. I, I think they got the better team. I but if you supported the team that you support, you'd pick them and pick your team. But I don't really support either. I support one <laughs> I support one team, which is the Kiwis. That's the team I support. But, you know, when it comes to origin time, I actually like to banter with people and play on either side. So when Danny comes on, of course, mate. Danny's from Newcastle. He's a New, New South Wales captain. Played play for Australia alongside Joey, mate. We, we're good friends. I'm not going to say to him I support Queensland, you know. So, <laughs> mate, he won't come on the show. 
Can I just say this? Graham Lowe has got a lot to answer for. Yes. <laughs> well, there, there you go. Like, my point, I've, see, I didn't really, I sort of, when I came back from England, I'd f- been away from New Zealand for such a long time that I forgot about the parochialism and uh, and the passion that people had for sport. And the very first time I, I got reinvested in it was at Taranaki Rugby at a game between Taranaki and another team, I don't know who it was, in the bullpen. And my mate, so Colin Cooper, we all know who Colin Cooper is. Colin Cooper's a good mate from, from my hometown in Waitara. He's coaching the Taranaki team. But an even better mate named Doc Van Prague was in a box. He owns a crowded house and all the pubs down there. And he's screaming at Colin. He's screaming at Coops, telling him to run grids and all this sort of stuff. And I was sort of looking up at him and going, shut up. You know what I mean? It was more fun watching two mates banter. Like Cole's sitting there in the coach's box copping it from a good mate who's Doc. And I'm sitting there going, man, I forgot what this was like. Come Queensland origin time, mate, I see people just change. Like, really, (laughs) seriously, do you want to be a cockroach? (laughs) Like, nah. Like, do you know what a cane toad is? Like, the whole concept is, and and I and I mentioned nineteen eighty because I've watched the first one, and we used to mm. tape it. We used to tape Origin on VHS tapes, and rewatch them and watch how the Aussies used to play back then because they were so far ahead of us. So, like, I just think Origin time, mate, it's it's crazy. Everyone becomes an Australian. They do. That's uh, and a lot of that is down to Graham Lowe taking over as the Maroons coach a few years ago. And that's when all the Kiwis got on board. Uh, we are just after latest in news and sport with Araha. That's not too far away. Thanks to Kubota, together we are shaping and building New Zealand. Top qualifiers. USA, they were 1-0 down at halftime and got caught on the break a couple of times second half, ended up losing that one 4-0, so coming home now Darren Baisley's boys uh, unfortunately, but there you go, these things happen. Got, it's got to be good for them though really, mm. isn't it? They made the top 16 teams mm. in the world, yep. you think about it, down under where soccer is played at primary schools and, and maybe some at high schools, but to put it into context, 16th team in the world? Yeah, yeah, no so they, they played well, I mean they beat uh, they beat Guatemala. They should have beaten Uzbekistan. They were tuning up for a long time, and they conceded yeah. a, like a 91st-minute equaliser in that game, and that would have changed things in terms of who they played in the in the knockout stages. But uh, definitely progression, definitely progression. Seeing mm. s- seeing that, which is good. A uh, Blues uh, hooker Ricky Riccatelli from your part of the world, Kempi. Uh, Taranaki boys just signed a two-year contract extension with the Blues through to the end of 2025. He's played 21 times for the club since joining in 2022. He's got 92 caps, including having previously played for the Hurricanes as well. So good to see uh, him staying on. Uh, Not so good news. We've already seen two storied English rugby clubs go to the Wall and Wasps and Worcester well a third may do the same London Irish have escaped an immediate suspension from the Gallagher Premiership after their RFU extended the deadline for a takeover to be completed there's talks with an American consortium the deadline is supposed to be today but they've been granted another week's extension to see if the ownership uh, can change hands or if the current owner can pay the salaries of the staff while ongoing the Irish, uh, London Irish placed fifth in the uh, league last year. It was their best since 2008-2009. Um, and uh, they are very much in danger of being expelled by the league as well. English rugby going through some tough times mm, at the it's moment. It's crazy. It's crazy, Rip Dog. Like, what's going on over there? You think of the probably the most wealthiest rugby um, union in the world, England rugby. Yeah. They've got a ton of money. And that's the problem with this. 
individual owners and the consortiums that they run up in the north. There's no, you know, they've been out on their own for a very long time. There's a lot of separate agendas there. And when this happens, everyone's calling on England rugby to bail them out and, and, and help them financially. But because it's been separate for a very long time, they don't have to. But on the flip side, this is affecting the brand up in the north, which is in a horrible state. Like the WAS, one of the most followed rugby teams globally when you look in the UK. They've done it all. They've, Danny Cipriani, who had on our show, he's been a big part of them. Lawrence Delalio, they've won titles. So much history that's just on, gone down the gurgler. That, it, it, is, it is crazy. If London Irish go to the wall, that'll mm. be a quarter of the teams in the top division in England out of business. Yeah. In one season. Yeah, in one season. So they need to look at it. Yeah, they do. They yeah. sort it out. And there you go. Those are your sports headlines. Thanks to Ken Tire. Two easy weekend, two days higher for the price of one. Visit a branch today. Tease and see. Mouthwash 500 mil assorted variants for only seven ninety nine. You're listening to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. Well, with three Olympic Games, 78 goals and 180 games for the Blackstocks, striker Nick Wilson has called it a day on his international hockey and hung up the stick. He joins us on the line this morning. Good morning, Nick. Thanks for joining us. How are you this morning? Yeah, good morning. Very good. Thank you. Mate, that's good, mate. Uh, I guess the first question I have to ask, why why now with the Olympics just around the corner? Uh, I barely made the last Olympics, to be honest with you. My, um, <clears throat> I've had surgery on both my knees, and um, during the Rio Olympics, I thought that was going to be my last one. Um, and then decided to make a comeback for the Tokyo one. And it was just so happened that it was delayed. And that was the only reason I was able to make it for, you know, one last crack at it. So I was happy to go to three. And, um, yeah, I don't think my body could handle another one. Fair enough, mate. Uh, I know how much pain will go through those knees, particularly running on that turf, Nick. But uh, congratulations on a stellar career. You got to achieve so many uh, momentous you know, tournaments, feats, you know, so had some great time in the Black Slicks um, uniform. But for you, is there something that really stands out in your time? I think just playing for the country is the number one. You know, when I stepped out on the field for the three Olympic Games, I remember every time so vividly. Um, and it's something I dreamed of when I was a kid. So, um, so you know, the 25 years training away, mm makes it all worth it when, when, you know, when you can represent your country in an event like that, when the whole country sort of takes notice. Um, and yeah, no, it was very cool. Nick, just tell us a difference from the first time you made um, the Blacksticks team and went to your first Olympics and the progression of the Blacksticks to, to, till today. Has there been a, a massive progression through your time? In terms of, of how we play or, or just the environment? The, the whole lot. The whole lot. Um, so I made the Black Sticks um, for the first time in 2007, um, and I was playing with the likes of Hayden Shaw, um, you know, the old draft flick specialist. And in those times, it was completely amateur. Um, that was one big, big difference. Um, now it's sort of semi-professional in a way where guys are able to go overseas and earn a little bit of money. Um, and and yeah, people go overseas and, and then come back and play for New Zealand. So that's, that part of it's different. Um, but yeah, in terms of the team, it's always, it's always been a hardworking team. You know, I think every New Zealand team 
in whatever sport is a really hard working um, hard working team and and we, we rely on that physical prowess to, to to get us through the game so yeah I, probably those two things would would stick out to me. Nick, what about your time uh, overseas? I mean, uh, how was that for you? Because, I mean, not only did you represent the Black Sticks, uh, as we talked about at three Olympics, but you got to play uh, hockey, I-, I guess, on a professional or semi-professional basis in-, in Holland. You spent a bit of time in Rotterdam as well. How was that, uh, both personally and-, and for your game? Yeah, no, it was absolutely brilliant for my game. Um, I think the Europeans really took on the world sort of 10 years ago, 15 years ago, and became sort of the best club hockey scene over there, and to go over there and learn, um, play for Rotterdam, which was in the Holland League, which at the time was probably the number one league and still is probably in the top two. Um, It was really good, and we got to win the league for the first time. Um, I also played in India when they had the IPL for hockey, which was, um, Mm. I think it was about five to seven years ago that started. It's not going anymore, but I was lucky enough to win the IPL for hockey twice. Um, my team was owned by nice. Emis Oni, um, played it for the Ranchi Rhinos. Um, so, yeah, it was just a month-long tournament in India, just like the cricket, but it wasn't on a, a big, big scale like the cricketers. But that was I hope fun. you got paid like those cricketers, mate. <laughs> <laughs> no, not quite. <laughs> oh, awesome. Hey, and look, I've always been intrigued about the fitness needed for playing the game of hockey I've never been a part of I've never been in behind the closed doors and but I get a sense that there's a lot of hard work that goes on behind the scenes like can you talk us through like the fitness needed to to be able to be a part of um, you know playing in hockey at an international level at a high performing level like the testing that's involved the Broncos some are sort of the numbers that you were running back in the days yeah so it's it's definitely changed. When I first started playing for the Black Sticks, um, the whole thing was how can we get the game faster? So the International mm. Hockey Federation were always trying to make innovations to make the game faster. Um, like you, uh, I think before you had to pass the ball on a free hit, for example, now you can just take it and run. Um, they had ball boys, ball girls on the side, trying to make it quick. So um, it's definitely a young man's or becoming a more young man's sport at the moment um, with mm. how fast it is and, and people are getting injured. We're always on the brink of injury, probably like a lot of sports, but um, yeah. but we tend to do a lot of lunging and twisting, which, um, mm. you know, which if you do it wrong, you, you're out for a few months. So um, I don't know about the, the scores in terms of trying to compare it to other sports, but our uh, trainer, uh, Scott Logan, once told us uh, we would kill the All Blacks in any test. So that was quite funny. <laughs> but of course, I've got a lot more I weight think... on them, which, um, <laughs> which, is, uh, which is tough to get around. Beautiful. 100%. You probably hey. would have, mate. You probably would have 100%. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> hey, I've, had, I've had a t- uh, text through here, Nick, and I, I, I think... Um, Maybe these, this is somebody that you know pretty well has texted through. Uh, Jeff on our text machine. Can you please ask Space Wilson to rank who was the better striker and better golfer between Space, Stephen Juice Genis, and Pistol Pete Patel? Oh, it's got to be Stephen Juice Genis off the tee. <laughs> that guy can bomb it. So, um, yeah, pity about the short game from him, but, you know, he can bomb it off the tee. So I'll give him that. 
Oh, mate, we know, we know you love your golf and your your dog, like Wilson, likes chasing golf balls. What about um, coaching, like life after hockey? Do you want to stay involved in the game at all, Nick? Do you want to um, get involved at, I don't know, community golf or, or maybe performance golf? Uh, um, hockey? Yeah, I think that I'll um, I'll keep playing club hockey. Um, I'm, I'm already in sort of a, a system coach role in that capacity. Um, I'm not sure whether I'll go, you know, to any top coaching levels. I'll just see how um, the next 10, 10, 15 years plays out and what opportunities pop up. But um, but I'd love to, um, you know, keep involved. Um, if I have kids one day, I'd love my kids to play and, and maybe be their coach for a while, but um, try not to be uh, too close to the kids because they won't listen to you otherwise. But, um, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely stay involved. It's given me so much in terms of um, outside of hockey opportunities and in terms of just teaching you how to be a good human. So I'd love to give back to the game um, because it's given me so much. Good, Ben. Well, just put a pause on kids, mate, because I hear that you're playing golf every day. Once they come along, there's no golf every single day. What's your handicap, mate? What are you playing off? I'm a four at the moment. Um, so I've come Ooh. down from um, maybe a 12 over the last few years. So... I'm getting there, but um, still a lot to work on. Oh, beautiful. Four. That's sharp, mate. I have to have a, have a swing shortly. I've got a bad knee, so it'll be a bit, bit, of, a, bit of a time between then. But, uh, mate, awesome. Thanks so much for coming on, Nick. We really appreciate your time. And uh, are you a State of Origin supporter? And if you are, who are you supporting? State of Origin for sure. Dad's always supported Queensland, so go the Landers. <laughs> the Landers, there you go. Nick Wilson, thank awesome. you very much for your time, mate. I really appreciate it. Go well and enjoy our retirement from the international hockey scene, bud. Uh, enjoy our State of Origin tonight as well. We are seven away from eight here on Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. For rapid immune support, try Go Healthy Verdefence Rapid Release 30s from Chemist Warehouse, only $16.49. You're listening to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. couple of minutes away from 8 o'clock on Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. Our can't wait question of the day earlier in the show was State of Origin 1 is on tonight. Who's the one player that's going to stand up and win State of Origin 1 for their team? And Kempe, we've had a few texts through on double eight double three. Yeah, no, we've got a good one here from Cam Ricardo. It says, morning lads, my difference maker makers is going to be Dozer Ben Hunt and his work rate. Great call because he got that last year, didn't he, with that charge down. And then Harry Grant's impact and speed when he comes on in that hooker role. And that's the difference, uh, Ricardo, about New South Wales and Queensland. They've picked two hookers, Ben Hunt and mm. Harry Grant, to come off and make – and he does make a difference when he comes on. Um, but he's picking th- those two to be probably the keys for Queensland as opposed to just having up your Curacao and maybe using Nico Hines. That's a, it's an interesting call, that, isn't it, Izzy? About New South Wales only taking one hooker. They've got more of a, mm. a, a guy like Nico Hines who can do a lot of different things rather than having a specialist hooker as backup. That could be the, that could swing um, not only the game one, but also the series. Yeah, it could. And this is a question for you, Kempe, um, as well. Damien Cook obviously left out mm. and back playing for the Rabbitohs. We were thinking he'd be a definite chance to be in there for that one two punch. But has he. Has he lost faith in Freddie? Lost faith in, in Damien Cook? I, look, I just think they've gone with a different makeup, with not, and not use the two hooker. Um, yeah, 
you know, punch off the bench and they, they, they've gone for, well, we're just going to try and beat them up with the big guys and have big guys coming off the bench and not waste that space for Damien Cook. I think Damien Cook's the, the form hooker of the competition. Like, up he's been down yeah. with West Tigers battling and then to make the state of origin is a massive call with Freddie, from Freddie and Brandy. What that says mm. to me is Freddie and Brandy under a lot of pressure. Yeah. Heap of pressure, mate. If they lose the game tonight, look, everyone will start, start calling for their heads. Yeah, uh, and uh, you know, honestly, I mean, they, they saved themselves uh, last year just, but uh, I think there's a lot of questions to be asked around that, and no doubt we'll get more of those tomorrow. We're going to talk more State of Origin shortly. Former New South Wales skipper, part of the team as well as an assistant coach now, Danny Baderis, is coming your way real soon. Right now, though, here is Aroha with the latest news for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building New Zealand. Yes, good morning, Izzy Kempi for breakfast, SENZ, that was NetSky, Rio, how good, um, but we want to change it up, and this is part of, as much as of our show, Izzy Kempi, Rick Dog, Kez, Aroha, well I chose that song a while back, it's getting a bit old, getting a bit stale, so I reckon we freshen it up, and this is your show as well, so I want you, double eight, double three, if you've got a Intro song that you'd love to hear that will get you up and about. Send them through. Double eight, double three, temper bedpost text machine. We'll take a look. We'll have a look through the the messages that come through, and uh, we'll pick one of those to put on our intro because we want to change it up. We want to freshen up. I've done a wee quizzy dag remix, and um, if you missed that, come back tomorrow six forty, and you'll hear it again, or just block it out if you can't be bothered and your ears hurt. So yeah, want to hear you? Uh, it's, it's your song. It's your show. So give us a little message, double eight, double three, with your song. You'd love to hear every hour coming out of the news from Aroha. We've got a big hour ahead. We're going to be well dedicating it to Origin. This is our Origin hour. We're going to open up the phone lines at eight forty for all you diehard Origin fans, supporters. How are they going to win? Who's the standouts you're looking forward to? <laughs> it's eight forty. We're going to open up the phone lines to have your say on Origin. And coming up, we spoke to him yesterday. It is the day. He is Kempi's good friend. Kempi's the chameleon. He's gone from maroon. He's put on his blue jersey. He is now a New South Wales supporter. So let's hear from Danny Baderis. We'll be lucky enough to get one of the icons of State of Origin. Danny Beardsley Baderis has joined us from Newcastle to talk about State of Origin tonight and uh, how well the New South Wales Blues are going. Mate, you pumped for this State of Origin, which is just about to happen tonight? Yeah, I, you've got to pick a state this time of year, man. No undercovers in there, is there? <laughs> New South Wales, they all come out at this time of year. So, no, it's awesome. It's, it's always a good time of year. Um, obviously, down in Adelaide, so game one. Um, 
you know, both teams know how important game one is. It sort of sets the series up. So um, everyone's prepared really well here. There's been a bit of drama with, you know, and Luttrell Mitchell not playing, but uh, full confidence in uh, Stevie Kite. He's been playing really well uh, for Penrith. Yeah, there's been a lot of talk about that, Danny. Is he here, mate? Appreciate you coming on the show. And um, sorry, mate, but I'm, I've got a Maroons jersey, but I won't have. I don't have it on right now. But um, I've I support the Maroons. I can still but... have the telephone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Danny. Danny, but there's been a lot of talk about um, Latrell Mitchell going out, and then you've got Tommy Javoyevich, and you've got Stephen Crichton, obviously playing in the centres. Was there any thought about being bringing Dylan Edwards in? Oh, holy hecka, what's uh, going on there? Yeah, yeah the boy, we're just, just we're on the bus, just get on the bus here. So, you know, the stock standard, get the horn trick, you know, it's awesome. <laughs> Still goes off. <laughs> uh, there it is again, how good. Um, yeah, no, no, Dylan's been fantastic, just so hard. You, you know, boys, I'm sure yeah. he's, you've seen great players get stuck behind great players. And uh, with, yeah. with Tedesco being our skipper, it's, um, you know, Stevie Crichton's been our 18th man. And you usually, if you've got your best 18th, 19th man in camp that's going really well, um, it means that they're preparing the team really well. And Stevie Crichton, since minute one and once he's got in here, it's just been great. So he gets his opportunity um, and he's very familiar in around this um, in this team. He's been in, done it before, so he's really excited for uh, for the game time. Mate, talking about uh, leaning on the horns, those uh, combinations, you and Joey, Joey would have done that plenty of times when you're on that blues bus. How how how, how important are those combinations? Um, we saw you and Joey run around and, and absolutely carve up an origin back in the day, but what about this Penrith uh, spying? You know, you've, you've brought back Curacao, who's playing at hooker, and of course you've got Isaiah and uh, Nathan Cleary, as well as Luai there. How important is that to the success of New South Wales? Yeah, look, it does help with limited preparation and get um, a fair bit of work done. But after being at, um, at, the, Tigers this, at the Tigers this year, it's been, uh, you know, to see him come back into, you know, that familiarity of, territory of passing the ball to, to Nathan's been great. So the preparation's been good. Isaiah Yo is a huge part of the team as well, and especially at Penrith, and he will be uh, here for the New South Wales Blues for a couple of years to come. Uh, Danny, I just want to tack right a little bit here. I've been watching the socials, and they've been celebrating. I know Joey Johns is right next to you. Can can you just <laughs> enlighten me about how horrible of a try scorer he is? Like, why does he slip on his side? And does he got? Is he afraid of getting his knees dirty? Or you know, the way that he scores oh, try? Can you teach him how to score the try, mate? <laughs> I'll have to. I'll have to look through the files and have a look at that. I can't remember it. Too many times scoring that try. He's you passed the short up, ball. But... You passed the short ball to him, and he went under the sticks and slid on his side. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's right. Then he stood up. I, I think that, yeah, I've seen that one. He's, um, yeah, I don't know what that was all about. He's, he's always sliding around, that man. Right? I don't know. But, yeah, he's that many up. He probably looked a little bit uncomfortable trying to score, that's for sure. Mate, the, the kicking game of Nathan, <laughs> the kicking game of Nathan Cleary, Joey's been giving him any tips? Because well, I reckon these days Nathan Cleary could give Joey some tips. Yeah, that's so true. You know, we just did something out there on the field before, mucking around, and um, I think they were saying, let's hit the far post, and Nathan hit it, and then Joey couldn't, so the Prince got <laughs> dethroned. Uh, there's, a new, there's a new boy in town. So, no, it's all a bit of fun, and the kicking game's so important, and both teams are knowing how, how important um, the kicking game is tomorrow, uh, tonight, and, you know, uh, Nathan practices as much, practices more than anyone I've ever seen, and, uh, you know, I'm sure he'll kick well. 
Mate, just, I just wanted to ask, you played 21 times for New South Wales, so you know what it takes. You know how the build-up is for Origin. Can you just talk us through the week, mate, deep entrenched inside the New South Wales headquarters? Like, the, the build-up, the lads, are they frothing? Are you having to calm them down? Like, from your personal experience, it doesn't get any bigger, really. Yeah, you know, we've got three debutants this year, so, it's, you know, game one, it's, it's just so important, game one. Three, the camp gets broken up into three bits. The first part's of connect, you know, get, get to know and, you know, re, reconnect. A lot of the guys know each other, so they've been in that environment again, and then you get a bit of work done sort of Thursday, Friday and Sunday, and then you sort of fine-tune it. Um, you know, on Sunday, Sunday and, and captain's run, he's, uh, captain's run on the Tuesday. So that's um, that's about it. You got to, you know, that I think for me, after the captain's run is the most important part, where you just get to sit in your own thoughts. All the work's been put in. Uh, you know how to play. You know how you're going to play. And now it's just down to sort of letting it go, expressing yourself, and getting out of there and having an amazing experience. Hey, Bidzy, I don't know what it's like in the New South Wales camp, and, and Izzy, he's, he's got his Maroons jersey on now. He's lying to you when he said he hasn't got it on. He's actually got it on. He's, he's, he's showing off with it. Um, but in, in the key, doesn't fit. In the Kiwi team, we've got, like, sort of initiations, you know, when you've got new players in the team or um, little quirky yeah. things that you do just to break things up. What What is it that the boys in the New South Wales team do that um, sort of just break it up from from – the, all the what did you to do, Betsy? Oh, <laughs> uh, boys, I think it just comes... It's, it's just, I think, there's a skull of a beer after they play. That's about it. I think it's pretty basic for, for, for the boys. But no, they, the boys just got a special... You know, you get, they get a special medal. I reckon that's pretty cool. It's very, very special to them at the start. There's no, no real singing. I know at the nights we have to sing a song in front of the whole group, which... Um, oh, that'd be interesting. Be or torturous, or, yeah, <laughs> a bit of fun. But, um, Who's the worst singer? We're just sort of... Oh, you know who's a really good singer at the Knights? Uh, Greg Marzu. Honestly, get him on. He, he can sing a tune, Greggy Marzu. But yeah. there's been some average ones as well. So, um, yeah, get, I reckon on the positive, get Greg in. How do you go? How do you go, Vinci? Nah, mate, I run for the hills. I, I, try, and, I try and get out of there. That's just, I don't want to be singing anything. Oh, Beautiful, beautiful, mate. Hey, I absolutely love your time. I know you're, you're quite busy and there's a lot to prepare for, but um, just want to ask you, the, the hatred for Queensland, is it is it genuine? Oh, I think so. I think so. This time of year it is. You know, it's not, it's not personal to the jersey, I think. So that's the thing. You're not, you're not playing the first, you're playing the jersey. But it's, um, oh, look, we're, we're so lucky to have this, this rivalry in our sport. I think that's one thing that... Um, it's been built on for 50 years. There's been nothing in the series. Every game, there's something to talk about. There's a bit of a circus that goes with it, but um, it always comes down to what happens between the lines and, um, you know, the 80 minutes and all the players are the only ones who can sort it out at the end of the day. Hey, Betsy, well, you know, there's no sitting on the fence here, and I know you've got a Blues win in, in your memory banks, hopefully. Uh, where is it one, one for you guys tonight? Yeah, the, the kicking game, and I think that's the biggest thing, containing their, their, their players, you know, Munster, that... Obviously, he has a lot of in-between moments, you know, offloads, different things like that. But if we can keep him down their end and get a good kicking game, it's, um, that's definitely a big part of the, the way we should be able to win. Hey, can I, I'm just uh, going to ask you a question before I let you go. Uh, obviously, you're at, the, you're at the Knights as well. It must have been a tough conversation to, uh, for Caelan Ponga. How's he, how's he coping not running out for Queensland this week? Are you, are you happy that he's not there at the, at the, uh, the Queensland camp in the fullback jersey? 
Yeah, he, he, he's been, you know, a mainstay for Queensland and every time he's been in that environment, same as Dan Gag guy. So Gag didn't get an opportunity to represent Queensland in game one, but, you know, there's another two games for both those boys. But, um, you know, they'd be disappointed, but it's good to see him come out and play really well for the Knights and that's what, you know, if you are involved at Queensland, you want to see that, the guys that don't get a, a start in the... Um, but, in, in the uh, Origin game, but they go back and play really well. So they did that. Um, Cameron went back to fullback, so he looked pretty familiar there as well. All right, Danny, I'm going to just send you off on a, with a little random question from Lee Field here. You've had you've had a I'm preparation the, the meal, Wob. What's that? <laughs> okay, okay, you've had a preparation meal the night before a game, boring old potatoes, chicken, you know, boring. But now you're in the coaching group. <laughs> What's on the pre-match meal tonight for you? Oh, mate, there's... there's as you get older, as you know, boys, you can't digest those carbs. So you've got to, you've got to lay off the carbs. Um, but, you know, there's, a few, there's the odd little drink we have pre-game, but not not too much. Um, we try to keep it pretty light. We've got a good crew. I mean, I'm room with Paul McGregor, which uh, the great Mary. It's um, it's always good fun. He's very clean, a little bit neat like myself, which is good. <laughs> Mate, how do you do that? Just, just quietly, how do you do that quiet one with Joey in the camp? How does he stay away from Freddie? Well, he, yeah, he... he, he he only comes in for little periods, you know, so he's got to come and go. So he can't concentrate for long enough and, then, and a few hours and he leaves, leaves camp. So he's got, he's got all access areas, but he, he, he can't uh, he can't spend too much longer here. He just loses his mind a bit. Can't concentrate. <laughs> hey, Benzie, Fair enough. thanks a lot for taking the time out to speak to us, mate. I know you've got a big game tonight and uh, you've uh, obviously um, wearing that blue jersey proudly like you did when you were a player. Um, yeah, cheers, cheers, I Danny. I know that I know that Izzy doesn't really mean that because he's got that Maroons jersey on. But from me, a diehard New South Wales fan, go hard, mate. Go hard. Go the Blues, boys. Go the Blues. Good on you, lad. Kempi, this one to you from Kevin Titarangi. Morning, Kempi, having a crack at dollars uh, at Munster and Grant. Anytime try scorers. What do you reckon? Yeah, look. Uh Munster definitely. I think um, you know when he plays Origin, he goes to another level. And Harry Grant coming off, if he gets uh, Tavita Pangai at marker, I reckon I reckon Harry Grant's a great bet because I don't think Tavita Pangai his fitness levels are up to Origin, and I think he's going to blow mm. blow big time. Like he's going to need a breath, and if they put Harry Grant on to expose that, expect him to go past Pangai at some stage. Yeah, oh, that's what I was thinking too, Kempi with Panga Jr. Just he just looks a little bit off. He hasn't had the impact that the Bulldogs were after. So I was real surprised when he got included into that team. But Freddie knows he's got a plan and, and hopefully well, we'll see. Time will tell if that plan is going to pay off. Harry Grant, he's a good shout around that ruck area. When he gets mm. close to line, he's a he's a big threat. It's just whether he gets enough enough minutes. I know that rotation with Ben Hunt and, and when he comes onto the park and we'll soon see how that's going to unfold. But, uh, mate, it makes for a big night. And Danny Baderis, one of the greats, 20-odd games for State of Origin for New South Wales. How good was it getting him when he's on the team bus and <laughs> they're all, you know, relaxed and beeping the horns and just having a good fun? It seems like they've got a good feel in the camp. Yeah. 
And, and, and Bedsy's like that too, you know, like he's, a, he's an ultimate mm. professional. So, you know, when he was going, oh, you know what it's like, they're tooting a horn and, yeah, we've been through all that, is he? And, mate, I, I, I took the bus one time. I jumped on it after a training session and jumped in the driver's seat and took off. We had the bus driver chasing us <laughs> <laughs> around, around Burnham Army Camp, mate. I was up on the sidewalks and everywhere. Like, you just, you know, it, it's all the banter and the fun. Of, There's um, no better place, eh, oh, hey, Kimpy, on no, that bus. No better place, you mate. know. No bit of peace. Coaches have got no idea what's going on up front <laughs> when you're down the back and you're just planning it all. Yeah. You're planning. That's where all your planning comes from. Now, obviously not to the game, but on the way to captain's run, particularly after the game when you've got a three-hour bus ride from Canberra to Sydney with a layover in Sydney. <laughs> that is where all the planning is done in the back. And that's where all the team morale and team buildings uh, done. So it was great to have Danny Baderas on and that, that yarn about Joey Johns. Freddie wouldn't want Joey in the environment for <laughs> long periods of time. No, hey. no not at all. And, and, <laughs> and this is a thing with Freddie, you know, like you know, the Tavita Ping, I, I, mm. I'm only guessing, but I reckon it's come from Full Gould, who's arguably the most successful coach in New South Wales uh, origin history. So, And him and Freddie are really close. Their time at, at Sydney City, their time at Penrith, when he coached Pen, um, Penrith and bought Freddie into the team as an 18-year-old. They've got that connection. And, and they've obviously seen something in, in Pangai that um, we we haven't seen. He's played probably half a good game this year. Uh, he had that fantastic game against the Cowboys, which is the only thing I can think of where he, he tailed up Jason Domalolo and the whole forward pack. Um, but, yeah, he blows hard, mate. And at origin level, the game is so fast, he's going to be out on his feet really. And if they're going to make that change, like, before the 10-minute mark, it's going to, it's going to really play with... Um, with Freddie's uh, rotations, hence the reason why he hasn't got Damian Cook on the bench because he's had to take um, factor that into his, his interchanges. So they'll, they'll try and expo- expo- um, expose that Queensland. Mm. Uh, really interesting. I don't know if you saw the socials yesterday, Rick, but Ben Hannant come out. You know how you're going at the moment. Payne Hass Payne goes down at training and he's holding his his leg, and all of a sudden, you know, Latrell's gone out with a calf, and then and 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 uh, Clary's got a toothache. And Ben Hannett's come out and go, well, in Queensland, mate, Mel used to jump on the bus and say, well, who's going to have the injury today? And he used to ask for Queenslanders <laughs> to put their hand up. So they could just throw a spanner in the works and yeah, say, you know, play, games, those, play, those, play those games. Yeah, and it's it's all about games leading up to kickoff. I'm, look, I'm expecting New South Wales with Crichton. I still think they're a really strong side with Crichton in the, in the centres. Mm-hmm. Um, he is arguably the form centre of the competition with Penrith over the last couple of years. Uh, but, mate, coming up against Queens, Queensland, you never write them off. Never. Was that all part of the plan when, when they, obviously the uh, Newcastle Jets went and trained against uh, the Queensland side and obviously tailed them up down their right edge, Valentine Tomes and, and there was another one. They scored three tries against them and then they released that footage and obviously uh, New South Wales, was that all part of the 100%, games as well? <laughs> 100%. Like, I can guarantee you Freddie and Joey haven't fallen for that. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's about every little trick in the book oh, come it. this time of um, origin. And, you know, when I read that one, oh, you know, that's embarrassing how a, how a jet side tailed up the Queensland side. Whatever. Mm. Like, <laughs> seriously, that would never happen um, in the next hundred years, let alone ha- happen oh. this week. So it's going to be a, a good game. I've got two stories. 
I've got one, Steve Henson, the king of playing games, the king of playing media games and, and portraying little pictures throughout the media, just having a little bit, giving the little snippets, and they all post it. He was very good at it. And then on the other side, for the Crusaders, we got we got pumped every week from our second team that trained against us every Thursday. They scored about 300 tries on us. And for us going into the game, we're like, oh, my Lord, how's this going to work? You know, just trying to... Get it? So um, it, it happens because teams obviously figure them out and do it. But, I, yeah, I love the mind games that's been playing, that played in State of Origin. It's so good. A couple of texts through on double eight, double three. That was our can't wait question of the day is uh, who is going to stand up at Origin tonight and win this game for their team? Uh, it's got a lot of texts coming through on it. This one from Cam. He said, seems like the New South Wales pretty boys don't want a bar of the mighty Maroons. Latrell down with a calf. Cleary's got a toothache. They're already <laughs> waiting for the excuses. <laughs> Queensland will be winning this series like they've won so many times on ticker that they bring up the Maroons. That is from Cam. And you're getting called out here, Kempi. Do I call you <laughs> call out, Call him out, please. This is, this is on Izzy's burner phone. <laughs> no, it's not. This is on Izzy's burner phone. Got to call you out, Thank Kempi. You. Last few Thank weeks you. you're saying you don't support anyone in Origin. Now you're a loyal day one New South Welshman. There come on. Come on. Come on. I'll tell you, I'll tell you, mate. Like to, to phone Bedsy up and talk to him and say you something else. I never get him back on again, mate. Of course I'm blue. <laughs> Blue all day. Keep them coming through. Double eight, double three. This one out of Oz, actually. I don't care what anyone says. Jared Hayne goes down as one of the best ever to do it in origin up the blues. Don't know if he'd be uh, putting his name on the back of a jersey just at the moment. But, uh, yeah, obviously a a true blue fan. And keep your ideas coming through, too, uh, for new theme songs for the show because Izzy's keen to change it up. Uh, Jeff has said Punjabi MC, get him on uh, to do something. Worlds Collide by Powerman5000 come through from Brent. Mm. Uh, Eye of the Tiger from Conrad. And uh, AWOL Nation is also uh, sale has been suggested. I don't know. That might be a bit too mellow. I don't know what you what you think, boys. Anything in there? No, that's we want to pump you? it up. We want to pump it up. Lift it up. We boys. want some of the little bit of vibe. It is six a.m. We want to bring you in into our next into the next three hours. We want to excite you. So it's got to have a bit of energy. None of this uh, somber, you know, music. So try and yeah, think outside the square. Keep them coming through. Double eight, double three. We'll I'll pick the best one. You well, should I? We yeah. will. We will pick the best one. <laughs> Sorry, Lance. we know how. We know how we're, it works, bro. We know how it works. Yes, yes. We're, we're a team here. Yes, we're a team here. <laughs> <laughs> we're a team here. We'll pick the the, the best one, and we'll play it that's, out. Okay, that's, that's Anna's house. Hey, that's yeah. Anna's house. We're a team here. Daisy, what's for tea? <laughs> <laughs> oh, selfish dig. Sorry. Oh, jeez. And uh, Michael suggested this one that might go down all right with your dagger, uh, given that you're. Uh, uh, you're the Fresh Prince of uh, Bay Air. What about Men in Black? Yeah, we've got no. Men. We've well, got, we've got Men in Black. Uh, that's a good call, but we've got Men in Black, but it's for something else. All okay, right? all right, we'll sit on that. Yeah, yeah, we'll sit on that. Yeah, once I, once the old uh, pump it up gets a bit old, we might bring something else in, and it might have a Men Black theme. But anyway. Kitten oh, come through. Yeah, kitten come through. Double eight, double three. That is the Temper Bedpost text machine. It is half past eight and uh, time for the latest in news with Aroha. For Kubota, together we are shaping and building New Zealand.
27 away from 9 on SENZ. This is Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. Time to catch up with the one-man party, Paul Mawadi. Bet on your live sport, uh, on your favourite sports. Download the TAB app today. Paulie, good morning. Yeah, morning, Ricardo. How, how, how are the books, mate? I imagine you are keeping a very close eye on those state of origin markets. Yeah, we certainly are after getting... Um, yeah, we, we, we got um, done by the uh, punters yesterday in terms of the NBA. They're all over the Miami Heat, of course, who are now on their way or probably have landed in Denver to take on the, the Nuggets in Game 1 of the NBA Finals starting tomorrow. But, yes, it's all about state of origin right now. And we've got a state of Oz promotion uh, on uh, the state of origin. Just place a series correct school bet of $20 or more and you'll receive a $10 bonus bet for each State of Origin game. Um, so plenty have already jumped on, but in terms of the head-to-head market, I can tell you, New South Wales is really the only team that punters uh, want at the moment. We've had a $10,000 bet at $1.72 on New South Wales, uh, a $3,000 bet at $1.65, $2,000 at $1.80, $1,000 $1.80, and uh, the list just keeps going. So it's all about New South Wales tonight in terms of the punters. They love the team in blue. The boys have got a number of power plays up as well, and one of the most popular, well, it's good news for New South Wales fans because it centres around one of their players, Tom Trebojevic, to be the first, second, or third try scorer and New South Wales to win by 1 to 20, that's paying $7. And that has proved very, very popular with punters at the moment. Come on, my blues. Looking really beautiful. That's what you're doing. Polly the party from the TAB. You paid us out yesterday, Paulie. Did you get on? Uh, I, I was just an interested spectator yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> well, that text that text, text in those races, two, three, four, and then you gave us one and I think it was seven, and I gave one and eight. Well, they all came in. They all came in and paid the punters. So we're now today at the Synthetic down in Cambridge. What's your best bet today? Oh, they've come for one. Boy, oh boy. Race six at Cambridge Synthetic today. Number 10, Tailwinds, trained by Stephen Marsh. Crystal Lindsay will be riding 7.50 into 4.20. There's been a huge go uh, for this um, three-year-old daughter of I Am Invincible. Um, Had a couple of starts in Australia and a trial uh, at Avondale uh, recently. Um, So, yes, there's a bit of buzz around number 10 in race six at the Cambridge Synthetic. Tailwinds seven fifty into four twenty. Wow, that's a big that's a big take on that. Stephen Marsh, the trainer, and uh, is going okay this year too. Oof, that's a plunge. Someone someone's had a decent uh, dig at that. Anything else you got on, Paulie? Obviously, the Dolphins are coming to town. Anyone put any money on the Warriors? I reckon I reckon they do it this weekend quite easily. Yes, yes, yes. They uh, look their favourites again. The Warriors, just like they were against the Broncos last weekend. They're $1.46, the Dolphins are $2.60, and the Dolphins have played very, very well um, so far this season. Uh, but the money is with the Warriors at this stage. $1.46, they're taking that. They're also taking the Warriors and the winning team in margin book. Punters thinking this might be a bit close, so they're taking the Warriors 1-12 to at $2.88. Um, but, of course, the Warriors are getting some uh, troops back, um, and that team is starting to uh, have a... a 
a, a very sort of a healthier look about them with Dylan Walker adding to that balance. Mitch Barnett comes back. Um, what our, uh, the hooker comes back, Wade Egan. So, yeah, I can understand why punters are jumping on the Warriors. They have been backed head-to-head at $1.46. Now, Paulie, we haven't seen the teams out yet, but it looks like the Crusaders are going to be very undermanned away in Wellington against the Canes this weekend. I know you're based in Pet One. Uh, 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 has that influenced the, the market and the office? How, how short are the Canes getting? How much money are you taking on them? Yeah, they're $2.30, the Hurricanes at home uh, this weekend, uh, up against the Crusaders, who are $1.62. Uh, the draw's at $18. Um, look, we always take money on the Hurricanes, to be fair, um, regardless of what price they are or who they're playing. And it's no, there's no difference, really, this time. Um, there has been support for the Crusaders, though, uh, at $1.62, but slightly more on the Hurricanes uh, as we speak, what, on a Wednesday morning. Um, so yeah, two thirty the Hurricanes to win. Uh, the Crusaders are a dollar sixty two. The draw at eighteen dollars, and the point start is three and a half. Bang! There you go, up the Seder. See the, the, the faithful know, boys. The faithful. <laughs> don't know if you've seen it, Paulie, but Ryan Crotty was running around for the Crusaders yesterday. Was he? The one and only Crotty. Yes, training with the Crusaders. So like John R. Four, obviously with David Harvilli, Ryan Crotty. Could fill that void that is going to be left in the centres. So, hey, one man goes down, another one steps up. The Centurion, Ryan Crotz, he's back. <laughs> they wouldn't need too many more to go down before we see Izzy Dag start training with them either. <laughs> <laughs> no, we do not want to see that, Paulie. Hey, just quick, are you okay? Because you've come on the last couple and you've actually tipped out some winners, and I cannot for the life of me believe it. <laughs> I've turned over a new leaf, Izzy. Don't worry. Keep I'm your friend. It, Keep doing it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good stuff, well done. Paulie. Good stuff, Paulie. Thanks very much for coming on, brother. Go well. Have a great day. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see if cool. you've uh, tipped us any more, and uh, we'll have a chat about it tomorrow, eh? Cheers, boys. Have a good one. All right. Watch a bit live on your favourite sports and racing at tab.co.nz. Please gamble responsibly. R18. Now it is your time. Your time, 0800 150 811. 0800 150 811. We're going to be talking origin. Come Kempe. on. Talking Rip origin. into Kempe. Come and ring Cut him up. Out. Kickstart your weight management goals with the OptiSlim range from Kemper's Warehouse, starting from $18.99. You're listening to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SENZ. Quarter to nine on Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. 0800 150 811. 0800 150 811. That's how you get hold of us. Or double eight double three. It is time uh, for some origin talk back. We are going to talk uh, State of Origin, of course, game one tonight in Adelaide. We've got live coverage right here on SCNZ for you as well. You can check out uh, that commentary. And this is our State of Origin preview with uh, Super Liquor. Cheers to, to good times, Izzy. And uh, we've got, uh, seems like the, the singing is your domain because uh, a bloke called Horse had something to say about what happened before the break. Who the hell let Kempe sing? Leave it to Izzy, Horse. I've got a supporter, Horse. Thank you. Uh, Kempe, you got a good voice. I like it. I like uh, it. Hey, just, he's just... from Taranaki, mate, old Horse. Cut it out. Come down there and give you a slap. Hey, just just on the origin, I've I've had some good nights, you know, like the middle of the middle of the week. You wear your jerseys, you go around, mm. you have a feed, you build up. Like, is there still the passion for Origin in, in New Zealand and particularly in Australia? Like, you look in Adelaide, it's not 
you know, uh, an original. It's a neutral ground. It's more of an AFL ground, a cricket oval, a lot of cricket, a lot of AFL being played in Adelaide. So I was watching the news last night. A lot of supporters have travelled from the um, the states to go and watch this state of origin. But is there still? Is it still a passion, Kempi? I'll ask you. Is it still a quite a big passion that people love Origin? Does it still have the same pull and feel to it from you know back when you first watched the first game in the eighties? Oh, it's got it's got it's got way bigger. It's got way mm. bigger, mate. Like it's crazy. People will have like dinners tonight. They'll get their mates around. You know, they they all meet at pubs. It's a, a really a really good place to go and watch it is at, at a pub too. You know, because it stays open late. Um, the game's always good. You get a you know get the fire going if it's a cold night. Um, the passion is is crazy. New Zealanders, mm. the concept when it started off because when it started off back in the eighties, um, they actually had Queenslanders playing for New South Wales before that. You know, and then the the nineteen eighty game when Arthur Beetson came back was the first time the Queenslanders came home, and they actually played for their state. And then you've got all this stuff that's happened over the years about where the border is, who played where. Now Greg Inglis started his football in New South Wales and played for Queensland, and you have got all these arguments going on. And of course, what's happened with New Zealanders? They've just chosen over those years, like some some people say. Well, my dad supported Queensland, so I'm a Queensland supporter. You know, mm. and they actually become Queensland people, mate. That's that's the whole mad thing about it. Um, but taking it to Adelaide, like to get it off Melbourne for a neutral for a neutral game, is massive. You know, they have Wome Adelaide yep. down there. Um, we have Womad here in New Zealand. They do like running events. They obviously had rugby league down there in the Super League days with the Rams, so it's not new to the to the province. But having Origin there, it's massive, mm. massive for Adelaide. And they're talking about um, the type of crowd that they get there. A lot of them will be coming from interstate, you know, Queens and New mm. South Wales, because it's a trip yep. away and it's an event. Yeah, I love spreading it around and growing the game. And that's what NRL, and particularly over there in Australia, they do very, very well. Las Vegas, they're going to take some teams over there. 200 million investment into that over the next couple of years. It's going to be huge. But when you think of the Origin Lads, what is the, the memory that really stands out? I've got two memories. That are from State of Origin. Uh, the one that I can't get out of my head is when Gordon Tellis ragged old Hodson and dragged him over the sideline from about 20 metres and <laughs> just ragged old him. That was a beautiful moment. And then the Billy Slater, probably the best individual try I've seen in State of Origin. When he made the break, he chipped and chased, caught the ball and scored under the sticks from absolutely nowhere playing. I think he was playing centres. Uh, back in those days. So I've got two big moments. Double eight, double three, the biggest moment you remember from State of Origin as a kid growing up. The moments will stand out for you, lads. Oh, there's a couple for me. One is is Mark Guy going head to head with Wally Lewis and that stash they had at half time in that in that game. Oh. You know that was superb for me. I Bring was, back the buff. Yeah, big New South Wales fan <laughs> and love that. And it's funny because you know we've interviewed Wally a few times since and he's a great chat and a top man. But as a, as a fan at the time, I just wanted to see him get smashed. You know, and I, <laughs> I loved Mark Guy for that. And the other one is a guy uh, who was an absolute champion of a player was uh, Benny Elias and he gave everything. And I think it was. 1992 State of Origin, he went in low on Melmaninga, caught the back of Melmaninga's boot to the head, needed 14 stitches and a scalp wound, bandaged it up, went back out, played on, 
They won the game, and he's hugging his mum at the end with this bandage around his head, which is pink, and there's just blood running down his face. And he's just like, looks like, he'd, you know, he, he just looks like three, he'd been through a, uh, uh, been through the, the chopping block. Through a grinder. Man. Oh, mate, honestly. But, yeah, the look on his face, hugging his mum, blood everywhere. Uh, yeah, it was yeah, that Those are the ones that stand out to me. <laughs> oh, look, there's, yeah. there's, too, there's too many. I, but I can't go past Chris Close. Um, and when I used to play play against Queenslanders, for instance, like Gene Miles, mate, he could throw them. You know what I mean? Like Queenslanders could throw them. And there's a there's a a clip of, around the Queensland have a fight with New South Wales, and they're all teammates uh, at club level. And Chris Close absolutely goes hell for leather and actually stamps his mark as a Queenslander on what that Queensland jersey stood for. And they still use Chris Close today. You know, look, he's been a manager for that Queensland team and the, and he stands up and talks to the boys what it actually meant back then uh, to wear that jersey. And that is iconic mm. footage. It is iconic footage. Um, the other one for me is just watching Wally Lewis dominate back in the or- early origins, like came into the... The origin, and you know, he's got that statue up south of uh, Lang Park now, Suncorp Stadium, and the reason is because of the king and the name getting the king, and how he used to run the the cutter with the origin way back there in the in the early eighties, late eighties. So, they're just a couple of my memories um, of them, uh, Izzy, and, and come this time of of the year, everyone's got them. There's a reason why mm-hmm. they they watch them, and I, like I said, in, in my off the back fence. We used to tape it on VHS so that we can continually watch it over and over. There'll be plenty oh, of those so tapes many, around. So many memories. And speaking of tapes, Pete's come through. More than a team, before they started televising the State of Origin, I used to rent the videotape. Then, after Thursday night rugby training, we'd all head back to one of the boys' flats to watch it. Great times. Those were the early days. <laughs> but like you, Kimpy. Good old days. Oh, I remember going to the, uh, the the local. I think it was Video Easy then, and getting the. Uh, that's how you used to be able to get the NRL because it NRL. wasn't on TV mm. yet, or the Winfield Cup as it was. You used to have to have to rent the videos. Uh, Meninga to coin to win it. End of the earth try. That one's come through from Elvin on double eight double three as well. Keep those coming through. No doubt, Smithy. You'll have more. We're going to catch up with him shortly. It is t- uh, eight away from nine here on SENZ. Is he and Kempi for breakfast?